Welcome to the Female Influencer, Career Advancement Strategies for Women. I'm Lacey Shane. I want to talk about how it is that women often end up in adult life feeling insecure and unable to assert themselves. I know that's not everybody. There's a lot of strong women in the world, and that's great. There's a lot of strong women who have insecurities. I've always been a strong woman. I've certainly had my insecurities. So I do believe this message is for everybody. And what I want to share has to do with something I have been working on with my daughter and my granddaughter, supporting my daughter, raising her little girl. And as we pay more and more attention to how my granddaughter, who's three and a half at this point in time, is being raised, it starts to be become very clear when you're honed in on it, when you're paying attention. It starts to become very clear why it is that women can have some insecurities or difficulty standing up for or asserting themselves. There's a lot of study uh, and research on this about how little boys and little girls are treated differently. And I'll tell you, it has been really interesting to try to manage the way people treat my granddaughter in a social setting. Because one of the immediate things that people do because she's very cute is they want to touch her. And we noticed from a very young age, she does not necessarily want to be touched. And what we have always done is we have let her decide when she's going to have any physical affection or um, interactions with me as a grandmother. And my husband does the same thing as her grandfather and her mother does the same thing. There are a couple of exceptions to this. My daughter feels strongly that when a relative is very close to a child and has a child rearing or a child care role, that when that child and that individual part ways, that out of respect and out of love, she feels she should teach her child to give a hug goodbye, not necessarily a kiss. My daughter doesn't make her daughter kiss anybody, but she will encourage her to give a hug out of respect to basically two people, actually four, and that's grandparents because we're all very close to her and, and often babysit her, and my daughter feels that's a point of respect. But she doesn't make her do it all the time. It's just when we're parting ways. Every other time... It's completely her choice. And if she really doesn't want to when we're parting ways, she doesn't force the issue. A lot of times it can just be suggested. But let's put that whole idea aside for a minute. There's a lot of research that shows that we make more eye contact with little girls than little boys, that we have more engagement with the little girls, that we speak more softly to them and that we assert ourselves physically with little girls more than we do little boys. There's an assumption that little boys are going to be rambunctious, that they're going to be rough and tumble, and we just, you know, let them let them do their thing. Boys will be boys. But with little girls, we encourage them to be nice. We encourage them to be polite. We encourage them not to hurt other people's feelings. 
Unfortunately, I think there's too many parents that take that too far. And it sends a message. It sends a very strong message to little girls that your desires for your body are not primarily the first concern. That if someone wants to hug you, or if someone wants to grab you and put you on her on their lap to read a book, or if someone wants a kiss or a hug from you, or if someone wants to play a game with you, that somehow they have a right to go and get you and take you and do that. And if the little kid, the little girl reacts, a lot of times it'll be the reaction is, it's okay. Oh, that's just grandma, or that's just your uncle so-and-so. And suddenly the child is starting to learn that their bodily will is not their own, that they are subject to the will of others where their body is concerned. Now, I'm not talking about this in a sexual way. I'm talking about this in terms of where I'm going to place my body, where I want to be, who I choose to be with. It seems, you know, innocuous. It seems innocent. But from a very early age, we're teaching our little girls that they are subject to the will of others when it comes to their body. And I just want to share that because I hope that all women and grandparents with little girls think about this. Think about how boys are often treated differently and think about the things that they're encouraging their little girl to do that send a message that her will is to be subservient to someone else's. It just doesn't help us. I think of these times in the news where you hear of a woman who got onto an elevator with one guy standing in there, and the next thing you know, she has been raped. And she recounts the story. And this this is anecdotal right now, but it's been news story after news story where the victim says, I had this icky feeling. I had this bad feeling before I even walked into the elevator. But they didn't act on it because they didn't want to be rude. They didn't want to hurt the person's feelings. And I ask you, does that sound familiar? It sounds like exactly what we're saying to our little kids when they don't want to give Uncle Joe or Aunt Sally a kiss and hug goodbye. Because their will is not as important as that family member. That's the message that we're sending. This gets ingrained. I don't think there's any woman I've ever talked to that has put this together that we're raised to be subservient to other people's will when our bodily desires are are concerned. Again, I'm not talking sexually. I'm talking about just day-to-day affection, day-to-day touching. It sends a message. The thing that's important to remember is that just like the woman who stood in front of the elevator and had discomfort about the man that she felt was a bad man standing in the elevator that scared her. And she tamped down that feeling because she didn't want to hurt someone's feelings and got onto that elevator and jeopardized her own safety. That same feeling of discomfort is in little children and in little girls when they're forced to sit on someone's lap or hug someone they're not familiar with, or engage in some sort of physical activity that they don't want to engage in. That discomfort is there. They're feeling it. 
And when we force them to do those things, we're teaching them to tamp down that feeling of discomfort. What they're learning is this feeling of discomfort isn't okay. And haven't we as women learned that that feeling of discomfort is not only okay, it's part of our intuition. It's part of something we should be paying attention to. And we don't want to send the message to our little girls that when they have a feeling of discomfort, it's invalid or that they're hurting someone's feelings. That's completely unacceptable. It's not valid. Their feelings should not be subject to the will of someone else. In other words, well, I don't want to, if you say, I don't want to hurt Uncle Joe's feelings. Okay, well, what about the little girl's feelings? Because if we're picking Uncle Joe's feelings as more valuable over the little girl's, we're really saying hers doesn't matter, and she is subject to the will of Uncle Joe. And that's not okay. It's just not okay. It's not true. It's not okay. And it doesn't help that little girl grow up thinking that she has any kind of will at all regarding her body or what she wants to do that is her choice. She's going to have it in her mind that it's subject to pleasing others. And how many women do you know that are pleasers? I mean, I certainly have been a pleaser in my past. Sometimes it rears its ugly head again and I got to deal with it again and tamp it down again and figure out a way to process it so I don't make it a habit. This whole pleaser mentality doesn't serve women at all. It doesn't get you promoted. It doesn't get you valued. It doesn't get you respected and it doesn't keep you safe. So we got to know that it's so important to teach our little girls that that feeling of discomfort is valid and it's okay. And it doesn't matter if it hurts somebody's feelings when it comes to their body. The other thing you have to consider is a lot of little kids can't express this discomfort. The way they express it is by turning away. The way they express it is by uh, wiggling and trying to get away when someone puts them on their lap. The way they express it is by walking the other direction when someone wants to play a game with them. They express it, but you got to recognize it because a lot of times they can't speak for themselves, but they're showing you it's not going to work for them. And the more you can respect that, the more your little girl's going to have confidence into adult life. It may seem subtle, but what I like to tell people, we had Thanksgiving here last year with a bunch of friends. And as our friends came in, I said, we just ask that you don't touch AJ. She seems to be happier that way. It worked out fine. No one had a problem with it. They all respected it. They'd never heard of such a thing before. You could tell on their faces, well, I've never heard that request before. But nobody broke our rule. And she was so much happier. We find that she's more socially engaged. She's more outgoing when we don't allow people to touch her randomly who have no relationship with her or that she doesn't want to engage with. It's so incredibly important. She's a happier person because of it. And she's going to grow up more confident. And she's definitely going to assert herself or be more likely to assert herself if she is in bodily danger from another human being. And that's what we want. But these little things, you know, not every woman, thank God, is in an altercation with another person that's trying to sexually abuse them. I know it happens a lot, but it doesn't happen to everybody. But these little things that we do in childhood also impact us in other subtle ways. 
And it's my opinion that when we don't stick up for ourselves at work, and there's a right way to do that, don't get me wrong. I think sometimes there's a lot of screaming going on in the workplace because people aren't asserting themselves in the right way, in a tactful way. They're not assuming good intent and then doing it with strategy and tact. That's a different issue. But standing up for ourselves in terms of what my whole podcast is about, trying to build your influence, building the right relationships so that you drive your own advancement so that you drive your own success so that it's up to you not someone else and when we are in these feelings of insecurity or wanting to please everybody we do things like overwork we do things like let the boss work have us work perpetual overtime every day like be the go-to person for everybody else in the organization and that is a trap It doesn't make people want to promote us more. It doesn't make people value us more. It keeps us where we are because we're helping other people be successful rather than ourselves. And I think it starts with these little things in childhood. So the reason I wanted to do this podcast today is I want to talk to all you moms and grandmas out there that have little ones in your life and start noticing these little subtle things that we do with children. Maybe you even do this with a little boy. It's still not right with a little boy. We have to teach our children that they have rights around their body and that they're not mean and that they're not hurting other people's feelings if they don't want to engage, if they don't want to do something. And of course, I'm going to go back and say it again just to make sure I'm being really clear. This doesn't count when you're talking about saving a child from being in danger or when you're talking about child rearing and it's time to change the diaper or they're throwing a tantrum and you got to pick them up and get them off the bank floor or the grocery store floor because they're throwing a fit and you've got to discipline them. That's different. And that's a parental role. And that's okay. There are situations where you need to grab a hold of your kid and say enough. I'm talking about the social settings where we encourage and almost guilt some of our young little girls to give others what they need to feed their insecurities instead of allowing them to make their own choice. If they want to be around that person, if they want to interact with that person, if they want to touch that person, and if they want that person touching them. We have to allow them to do that because that is the first And most elementary thing we can do for our little girls to put them in a world that is better than the one we have to make it in right now. That gives them every chance to succeed because they know full well they don't have to please anybody but themselves. And if they do, because I'm a big fan of service leadership, that they make that choice that I'm going to serve that person because I want to, because it's part of my job, because I'm making the decision to serve not because someone is coercing me into it. I really feel strongly about this. I think our little girls need advocates. Feel free to steal what I said. It works so well. When people are coming in the door of a holiday gathering and you want to test this out, just say, please don't touch my little girl. As it turns out, she's a lot happier when we just let her do her thing. And you will see that little, that little kid, I'm sure, start to reach out on their own. We've even done this when we've gone to other people's houses. We've said, hey, thanks for having us. 
yeah, here, here is our, you know, granddaughter. We just ask that you don't touch her face and that you don't touch her because we find that she's a lot happier kid when we just don't do that. There isn't a functional person in the world that will argue with that. They might make a mistake and then you can remind them. But I got to be honest, there's a lot of people that heard that comment, that request from us as grandparents and parents for the first time and completely respected it, even though they didn't completely understand it. And this is one way that we as women and as parents, even men, can start banding together to help our little girls grow up to be more confident, more assertive in the right way, and to know their body is not subject to the will of anybody but themselves. So what does this discussion have to do with career advancement? Why are we talking about the way we treat and raise our little girls. Well, how we raise our little girls has everything to do with the future of women at the top. It impacts women at the top. Because if we can keep these things in mind as we're raising our little girls and give them the power to set boundaries and give them the power to say, I'm most comfortable this way, it builds confidence. It builds feelings of adequacy. They stop questioning themselves like so many of us do. They know they deserve equal treatment and they assert themselves. They know that their opinions matter and their talent has value. They negotiate a fair compensation package and they are fine letting people know that something isn't okay. And they don't feel like they always have to please everybody else. That standing up for something or having a bold and confident voice doesn't make them bad or mean. That it's okay that that's the sign of a leader. All of this is integral to seeing more women at the top. It's integral to career advancement. And that's why this discussion was so necessary today. My name's Lacey Shane. Wherever you are in the world, remember, you are the power.